Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson, here with, as always, a group of comics. Today, we have Rudy Malumba. That's right. I did it right? I got it right? Absolutely. All right. There's going to be a like a, a sound effect of applause because I got that right. <laughs> we have Judd Jones. Nope, it's actually Rudy Malumba. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, no, yes. 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 And Jimmy Moynihan. Yes. So we got local comics here from the Space Coast area. Um, so we're just going to talk about kind of what our lives are. How pathetic is that? Yeah, I yeah, know. Right. It's very <laughs> I just want to say, I think it's funny that you said, uh, like always. Yeah, like always. Yeah, show. this is the first episode. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is all a lie. And be honest, man. It was take two. You forgot the name at the yeah. beginning. Come on, dude. Put it out there, man. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but so Judd was just talking about before we started recording. Um, like kind of what it takes to become more yourself on stage. Well, I'm certainly not the authority on that because like I was saying, I mean, I, I, I think about that a lot and I try to try to be that on stage more often because like at the beginning, I would I almost like put up a wall. I also would do mainly clean material. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that's not how I fucking talk. Yeah. Right. So I, I would always be in my head, try to like not say certain words. I, I don't know for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the beginning. And so then I realized I'm really not being myself, not just not using, you know, bad words, but just I was thinking about not using bad words and I wasn't being as natural yeah. as I should be. Because like, like we said, you know, the more natural you are, you know, as long as you got funny jokes, the better it is. Yeah. You know, the audience is going to relate to you more. Mm-hmm. And they can tell when you're your like genuine self yeah. or when you're full of shit. Yeah. It's like audiences are smart. Especially like <laughs> this sounds weird. Dude, black audiences can see right through that I shit way more than dude. anybody else. Yeah. Way Absolutely. more than anybody else. It's <laughs> the worst. I, I and for that reason that's one of the reasons I loved black rooms in Houston, man. I yeah. swear to God. Like I don't know, was I telling you before, like um, Ali Sadiq, he had a room mm-hmm. like in the hood in yeah, Houston, Ali like, Sadiq is Third Ward, and it was a Tuesday night room. And I mean, he was a local celebrity then. Man, mm-hmm. people would come out just to see him. Yeah, and it was almost like an open mic slash show, mm-hmm. and it was just full of people. Yeah, and I went over there, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't belong. Like just <laughs> generally, you know, and like the guy, I parked like in the side lot that's just grass, and the guy was like. <laughs> You know, hey, uh, give me five bucks, I'll watch your car. And I'm yeah. like, well, he didn't have a money belt or anything. So, <laughs> he just, but he seemed like he knew what he was doing. So, you know, all right, cool. And uh, But that's it, man. You can't be bullshitting. And mm-hmm. I, I, on one particular, not that I even thought about talking about this, but talking about black audiences, that, you know, they're sitting there and they're just waiting. Like, I just, when I see a black audience, I think they're looking at me saying, well, say something funny, fu- motherfucker. Like, yeah. say something funny. You know? yeah. And so, like, you got to go from yeah. the jump, right? But uh, this dude went up, like Ali was wearing, he opens the show and then goes and hangs out out front talking to his friends and shit, like, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't tell you how long you're going to do, he'll just walk in and kind of like this, you know, <laughs> and um, so he uh, he was wearing like a, a, like a camouflage vest thing, something mm-hmm. like that, you know, and this comedian went up, this black kid went up uh, next and started ragging on Ali's outfit. Oh, well, these are Ali's people, man. Yeah. These are his fans, right? And I was just like, oh, my God, you know, sitting over on the side, like, looking like a total jerk-off. Like, the only white guy there had a sport coat on. <laughs> total jerk-off, dude. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm looking at this dude, and the I'm Vegas like, The oh. Vegas outfit. Yeah, right, right. Open collar, fat guy. Yeah. Right. And so I'm, I'm looking at this dude, I'm like, oh, my God. And then he's just dying. And someone from the back just goes, you ain't funny, motherfucker. Like that. It was just, I'm like, oh, just listen to that, dude. Yeah, oh, my God. Curtis's. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, he just 
was dying, and then I remember Ali put, poked his head in because he noticed there was no laughing. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like this, and so he kind of walks up there, and then I didn't know I was next, and he goes, uh, this next guy, and I'd only met him like a couple times before, mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, this next guy coming to the stage, uh, I know y'all seen him already because he's the only white motherfucker in here, <laughs> Judge Jones, and, it, and it, you know, so I went up there and it, that went fine, but the point of it was like, you gotta just go from the jump, yeah. you know, it's just go. I feel like a lot of black co- or black audiences, mm-hmm. they watch comedy shows the same way people like watch magic shows, like the kind of guys who call bullshit to, on yeah. everything, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what the yeah. thing is. Right. So like they're because black, I mean, I mean black people are pretty hilarious. <laughs> I think a lot more really funny. So they kind of already know, like, okay, you know. But, but as you're going up there and you're doing jokes, they're trying to sniff out what, which direction you're going, mm-hmm. and when they're genuinely like. You know what I mean? Uh, when they generally didn't see it coming, then that's when they get those big reactions. Right, um, right. It's kind of something I've noticed. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like. No, black right. audiences, the requirement is there's all, whoever the funniest guy is at the barbershop, you have to be funnier than that guy or oh, they're yeah. going to tell you to go fuck yourself. That's a good <laughs> it's point. It's like okay, whoever yeah. or, or their funniest uncle that's at every family reunion. Like, black right. people have a bar in their yeah. heads where, yeah. like, you have to be funnier than this or you don't deserve to stand <laughs> on stage in front of me. Like that's yeah. the it's a different like there's a there's like a there's like a window that I think cuz I weirdly enough I'm black but I actually struggle most in front of black audiences. Me too. Okay. Yeah, because I tell like longer form story kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And what ha- what happened to me is if, if you guys know uh, ridiculous Nick, you ever heard him? Mm-hmm. He's a comic out of South Florida. He's hilarious, and he's really starting to, like, grow. He's doing a ton of stuff now. But he is, like, a hood room specialist. Like, that's his thing. And I like to challenge myself. So one night, I booked him to open for me in Coco. All right? He does his usual killing thing, and then I have to go up and follow that, which was my plan because I like to challenge myself. However... I get up there, <clears throat> joke number one bombs, mm. and it bombs in such a way <laughs> that I can tell that it's not getting better oh, from right, this point. Right, right. <laughs> and I looked at my watch and I went, 29 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds to go. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I was joking. Yeah. Like, I've, I've bombed through 10 minutes. So I can't imagine how rough it would be to do more than 30 yeah. and, like, and, and struggle through oh, all of just horrible. Did it get any better? Or? No. When I hear, here's what I learned that night. So that night. <laughs> Don't book the hood <laughs> slayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned. <laughs> but, but, what, but what I learned was half halfway through, I was just dying. And this old black dude in the front pulls out his phone and he starts playing Candy Crush on his oh, phone, like my in God. my With face. The volume on? Huh? The volume? No, 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 the volume. It wasn't that bad. But he was just playing <laughs> on his phone. So and I made, a, I made a comment about it. And he goes, well, shit, I'm bored. Oh. Right? In the middle of my set. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, no. And, like 22 minutes yeah. ago. And <laughs> just out of, like, pure, like, frustration and survival, I started talking shit about his outfit. Mm-hmm. Right? And they started laughing. Turned it. Yeah. For the first time in 15 minutes, I got a laugh. I was like, what the hell? And I started talking about another person, and I got a laugh. And I was like, 
what's happening? Like, yeah. the, my best material, they're ignoring Nothing. me. Yeah. I made a little yeah. joke about his hat, and they're laughing. <laughs> and yeah. I went back into so so. Here's where here's where I screwed up. I was like, oh, I'm starting to get some laughs. Let me go back into my material now that I got them and bomb for the rest of it. So <laughs> that that weekend, so this was on a Thursday. Sunday, Nick had booked me on his night at the Miami Improv because at the time he was doing like a like an occasional he would book a showcase in Miami Improv. Mm-hmm. And again, it was it's not a black room, it's it's very mixed, but it's it's mostly a it's like a late night kind of Miami hood audience. And I was like, Well, I'm not gonna let this happen at the Miami Improv. So literally between Thursday and Sunday, I watched Cedric the Entertainer, nice. Eddie Griffin, nice. I, I think Ali Sadiq might have been one of them in there. Yeah. Just over and over I watched Bernie Mac on repeat, yeah. just yeah. trying to figure out what the hell was I doing wrong? I understand what he's saying. Yeah, and <laughs> but and what I realized is what you said is black audiences. You have to have whatever your funniest thing is. You do it first. The mm-hmm. second you get on stage, and you do not give them a chance to breathe. Wow. Like white audiences. They like a moment of silence in between to kind of gather themselves and whatever. Mm-hmm. Black audiences are looking for the opportunity to turn on you. Right. Yeah. So you got to give them funny bang, 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 yeah. bang to where they right. don't have an opportunity yeah. to go, you know, I think this motherfucker's not that funny. Like, yeah. you can't yeah. give them the chance <laughs> right. to yeah. think about it. You to just got to joke yeah. after joke after joke after joke. And I did pretty well at the Miami Improv after that. Yeah. And I've just slowly been getting better yeah. at hood rooms yeah. <laughs> since then. Have you gotten to the point where, like, um, you get that over-the-top reaction, like, uh, <laughs> only jumping out of their seats? Only show. time that, for me, it's crowd work is the only thing that can get there. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I've been able to get, like, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah, pretty much crowd work. Like, crowd work to where, like, it's... And kind of like what you were talking about was when you were telling clean jokes. What I noticed, and as I've gotten more comfortable, is I noticed when I first started was there was, like, a... There was, like, a mental delay where, like, I'm in my head. Is what I'm going to say okay? Mm. Is this going to work? Whatever. And then I say it. So, like, what's coming out of your mouth... There's like a half a second delay yeah. from what's in your brain and what's coming out of your mouth. Right. And I think the audience can pick up yeah. on that disconnect. Sure. And as I got more and more comfortable, now the danger of that is I've also said some shit on stage where as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, am I saying this crazy <laughs> shit to some stranger? Uh, yeah. I just told this guy, his, his girl looks like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm going to get my ass kicked. Yeah. Right, right. But once you kind of diminish that filter yeah. it's so much more electric and like real and real time it's getting to that equilibrium where yeah you're being who yeah. you would be whether you're right. yeah. with your friends or I think on, if you're on a stage a funny person, if you're a funny person right then the more present you are like on stage and stuff the more funny shit's gonna come out right so the, that that I, think, I feel like everyone's kind of working on uh, closing that gap between like what you're thinking on what you're thinking in your head and when it comes out, you know what I mean? Right, right. Because um, uh, yeah, it's it's something I'm working on. Just trying to tap into 
how you are when you're funny off stage yeah. with your friends. Mm-hmm. And when you're on stage, it's basically like the audience is your, are your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like an extension of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to... And then, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. It's basically like a dialogue, but, you know, but they're kind of as one unit, and then you're just kind of, you know, yeah. uh, um, you know, tossing the shit with them. Yeah. And I've found just like recently with my show doing a little bit more crowd work, which I've never been a fan of because I, I'm like, I look at it as I have an objective mm-hmm. to get them to start laughing. And I don't, you know, don't a wild card out that that could disrupt something, that can mm-hmm. throw it off, that, you know, whatever. But, doing more crowd work stuff now on on my show is is translating into more like in the moment being myself yeah. when I get back to the jokes. Yes. And I I didn't think about that until I started doing more crowd work. I was like, "Oh shit," cuz I could definitely see the difference because you know, I mean, I've been lucky so far that most everyone has behaved themselves, you know, <laughs> in you know, audience member wise. But, you know, you get some drunk sometimes. People yeah. be a little loud. And, you know, you can never get angry on stage, like in my opinion, especially if you look like this. You know? <laughs> no, yeah. Don't get angry. It doesn't help, you know. No. And like, you know, like you got such a nice smile, Rudy. Like, you could get angry and they'd be like, fuck, he's nice, though. You know, like, man, you know, yeah. But like, you, it's like, we always knew it. It was right I, under yeah, the surface. Right, right like, there, like, yeah, man. It's so obvious. Fucking <laughs> shit, man. But, you know, I've, I, I just, it just jumping straight into interacting with him. And if it do, it's not going anywhere, then say something to the married couple, How, yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and like it, what you were, when we were talking about it earlier is that like, I think if you have a couple things in your pocket to transition, to shift away from, mm-hmm. whether this interaction's not going well, you know, something that you can say, there's a million things you can say about a married couple sitting there or ask them if they're married. I mean, even like, you know, hacky shit, which you are allowed to do a certain level of hack as a host. Yeah. I will say this. I've seen it and I've done it. Here's a, you're right, you're right, right, right. But here's the prime example. And every host that I ever saw, well, not every, but a lot of hosts that I saw in New York City did this. And I'd heard this joke even before I moved to New York. If you're hosting and it's always somebody's fucking birthday. And if it's a woman whose birthday it is, Say, oh, well, happy birthday. That's great. I know it's uh, rude to ask a lady how old she is. So how much do you weigh? Yeah. That <laughs> hacky shit. But the audience every time is like, oh, my God. That is so crazy that he just said that. He you know? there. Yeah. But it's such like, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to throw those things out hosting-wise to kind of bring them together. But, you know, it's always good to have a couple things. Like like I said, married people. Married uh uh, uh, married, uh, d- plenty of fish. What's going on? Whatever. Like just to transition away from something if this isn't going well. But you know, I mean, that's what I have to remember too. It's like if I if I engage an audience member and there's nothing funny coming from it, it's not the end of the world. I can move on, mm-hmm. or I can go back to my set, yeah. or I can talk to someone else, mm-hmm. or I can ask them, like you said, ask them another question, mm-hmm. and then maybe something. Will yeah. pop in my head there, yeah. just yeah. like it's like I is. I think the fear for me always came from like, if they say something, I have to make whatever they say <laughs> work. Yeah. right now, yeah. which is not the case. You just keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Because I, I, I'm, I'm always scared of that too, of like engaging the audience. Because what if nothing comes out of it? Then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I got. <laughs> yeah. I learned. I learned that from working with. Again, we talked about it before with Dean Napolitano. Because Dean is so good at crowd work, and what what kind of helped it to click was I worked I've worked a few weekends with him, where we're doing like 
like Madcaps, we did two shows a night for two nights. Mm-hmm. So we did four shows kind of back to back, right? Mm-hmm. And what I learned watching Dean was if you're talking to a couple, right, and he has like a, a Rolodex of his jokes mm-hmm. about marriage, he can always, it always seems like it's so organic. But if you watch him do multiple shows, what you realize is if I have 15 jokes about marriage and I'm talking to a couple, I can steer the conversation right. into one of those 15 jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then once I get into the joke, that joke will get me, I can tie that into the rest of the jokes. And I didn't, like, because up until working with Dean, I just always thought that comics that were so good at crowd work were just like these weird savant geniuses yeah. that were just thinking of things that yeah. I just couldn't. But what was happening is he's, A, he's really good off the top of his head, but he's blending it seamlessly with his material yeah. and learning that it's okay to do And there's a strategy. It seems like he'll, he'll look at a room full of people and know the joke that I'm going to manipulate you into mm-hmm. before he even starts talking to them. He's so good at that. Yeah, it's so, and it, but it feels, so when you're watching, it doesn't seem like that at all. The only way to figure that out is to watch him do multiple of the same set to yeah. realize that that's what he's doing because it's so seamless when he does it. It seems like he's just having a conversation. And he's he's been doing comedy a long time. Though, oh, right? forever! I think he's I think he's like eighteen years, something like that. Plus. Okay, well, that's yeah. there's no substitute for time. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. he's got yeah. he's built up all those over over the years. You know, yeah. that's a yeah. I had a buddy in New York who was like one of the best hosts in the city, and he's been doing comedy so long, like it was he didn't even think about his stuff. Yeah. Like it was just, and he sometimes he would do jokes and crowd work. A lot of times it would be <laughs> just crowd work, and for twenty minutes and good crowd work. Well, he's performed all over the world. He's done yeah. it all. You're uh, someone's from so and so country. Well, he's probably been there. Yeah. Or he knows that country doesn't like this country, and he's got a joke about that country. Damn, yeah. You know, I mean, just but that's just with experience, I think. You know, yeah. on stage. And it's almost like you, uh, they're at a point where they can serve their material based on whatever situation they're faced you yep. know what I mean? mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to have that much in the tank yeah you know what I mean? Just it's cool when you can work something right into a hello yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Mark Andrews Hi, I'm just <laughs> Mark Andrews is I'll like stand. one of our Do we need well no no get it there's a chair there's a chair outside <laughs> there I'll we're sit. bringing in yeah. bring your own chair <laughs> he's our he's our personal you Jesus He's going to be fun. <laughs> like, so, but like doing the, what helped me so much and like old school pizza actually really helped me a lot. R.I.P. But yeah, it was, it's supposed to be coming back. We'll see. But um, one of the things that happened was at, at Gregory's and in, um, in Cocoa Beach. And this is, we're just talking about local comedy clubs to the, to the no, non-existent <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, I'm going to put one there. What, uh. But what happened to me once at Gregory's that, like, I guess we all have these moments where you kind of, like, have an epiphany that helps. Yeah. Like, you get to the next. I remember one time I was on stage at Gregory's, and I was doing my material. Because at Gregory's, when, when I first started hosting Gregory's, you would be hosting, and they'd have you do, like, 20 minutes as the host. Mm-hmm. And they had a Thursday show, a Friday Damn. show, a Saturday show. So I'm doing an hour 
over the course of a weekend as the host. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So what would happen was I got I got in such a groove of doing that twenty minutes that one time I was on stage and it was a weird experience where I'm on stage and I'm in the middle of a joke and I'm thinking about like, what am I gonna eat when I get home? Oh, oh right? no. Yeah. And I had the moment of wait a minute. I'm in the middle of telling a joke. Uh-huh. It's going well. <laughs> They're laughing. And I'm not even mentally yeah. present. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this. So at first I was scared. I was like, oh, this is scary. How do I get back into being mentally present? Right. But then I had the realization after I got on stage of like, oh, that's actually really powerful. Yeah. Because if I can get so comfortable with my own material that while I'm on stage, I can be in the middle of telling it. And that's when I started to actually get confident about crowd work because mm-hmm. I could start a joke and I know that joke so well that I can do it and as I'm doing the joke I can be thinking about alright this yeah. guy has a funny shirt yeah. this person right. has like one leg which yeah. is fucked up I don't know why that was my example but <laughs> you know this up. is whatever <laughs> and it, yeah and it, it puts you yeah, yeah, it's Duncan J is another comedian that's now walking in who who, who didn't close the door behind himself. It's fine. But uh, don't <laughs> you think that you, you should be present? Like I feel like for me, it's like yeah. if I'm ever mm-hmm. notice that I'm on autopilot, yeah. it's usually not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it's I think it's for short periods of time. Right. Like I think if I know like. Like, I have a few jokes that I've been doing them for so long that I can, once I start the joke, the rest of it's just verbal diet. It just comes, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if I start one of those, um, I, I can kind of know, all right, I got about a minute and a half here to start doing some <laughs> strategy in my head as my body is just pushing this joke out, right? Yeah. But I think the longer you do comedy and do, I mean, you kind of, can't help but do that yeah know? yeah but but yeah. there's also like if there's a video online you go watch where ralphie may talks about that exact thing he's got a video where he, ha- he plays a game with himself while he's on stage he'll like give himself two points if he can write another tagline if he finds another punchline, he gets five points you yeah. know some if he just goes completely off script and does yeah. some improv based on the joke but he goes in on a tangent and it gets a, it gets a laugh he gives himself eight points whatever it is you know, so it's it was a creative thing, but I think you know, um, I I know what you guys are saying because I've been there myself. But that's when I try to like really think like, oh shit, I really got to put it in a different gear because yeah. I'm kind of losing them, right? You know, you sit there looking at them and they like they're like sitting like this, mm-hmm. or you know, like, yeah. Yeah. they're talking to each other and yeah. you're just like, all right, switch gears, right? they lost interest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to your autopilot though, mm-hmm. I wonder if. Maybe there's multiple ways of being an autopilot because, like, what mm-hmm. Jimmy said, like that is a true thing. It's like when you're just going through the motions, you feel like you're not giving the crowd what they deserve, you know. Mm-hmm. But there is so much freedom and routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so, like when I did pools, I realized, oh my gosh, oh, I did comedy for pools. Is that what the audience is gonna think here? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I used to work. I used to clean pools. I, I perform in front of. This is Mark Andrews. That's yeah, nice. Hi everybody, Mark here. This is Preacher Man. Yeah, yeah Preacher Man. Yeah. Not Preacher Lawson. Don't get confused. We, right. we ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money. But there's. I'm into forty. When I when I knew my route and I knew it down packed, mm-hmm. I could 
I could like, oh, I, I'll sneak off to the 7-Eleven real quick, or I can go to this McDonald's right over there, or yeah. whatever it is. But if I knew my route and I knew it like routinely, routinely, I was able to have more freedoms. Mm-hmm. But even like, you know. Well, let me ask you this. How, do all of you guys have set lists? Do you have a set list and you follow it and that's that's just how it is? Like, is yeah, it? Do you so, do it? Do you do it in a different um, order in different instances, yeah, or like do like you sure, have like you? Fine. This is your set. This is the set. This is the way it goes, and it's almost scripted. Do you have any? Is that how so you? Guys, I, it depends I'll, on what it is. I mean, if yeah. it's a longer set and if it's like a real show and you gotta, there's no room to be fucking around. Then yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have <laughs> a certain set list. But I mean, if it's like oh, doing 15 minutes, I might think okay, this, this, this. Okay, cool. But probably call an audible if something comes yeah, up, you know. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I like to sit, like, like I like to sit in the back of the room, whether I, I, whether I'm hosting or whether I'm, you know, headlining. I like to sit in the back of the room when the people are coming in, because I get a good, you know, feel for it. Like I'm like, all right, I got a joke for you. I got a joke for your ass. I got something for you. You know what I mean? Um, one of the one of the one of the most proverbial like quotes I ever heard. You guys all know who um, Bill Hicks is. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had a he had a great. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, get out. (laughs) No, we had a great line in an interview. He said that material is what you fall back on when you can't think of anything else to say. And like I used to in my class, I used to teach. Remember, I taught the seven second Mm -hmm. uh, intro. So what I would what it was is like take take a minute, look at your surroundings, come up with something in that moment that that's your seven sec seven second gravel. Because everybody says you got 10 seconds, 30 seconds to get on. You really got like five to seven seconds to like really get there. You know what I mean? And it could be something that you end up using over and over again. Or it could just be something different every time. You know, like I had to call an audible like you say one time. I went up, I was doing a feature set in uh, Boise, Idaho. And uh, they had a guest spot. And this guest spot, literally, he paced the stage like Richard Lewis from the 80s but he had like no punchlines and every time he would walk all the way to the end of the stage and be behind the speakers so they couldn't see him and walk to do the same thing on the other side five minutes of nothing Mm -hmm. and JB um, or JR Brow from Texas JR Brow was the headliner he's like "Uh, good luck (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, that. Right. So I, when I went up there, they all gave me a big round of applause. I was like, all right, I appreciate it, but let's give that last comedian another moment of silence. <laughs> and the audience was like right there with me. They just it just cut the ice in the room. It just we went on with the show. It was, it was fun. <laughs> and that know. comedian was heard saying, "What a dick!" Well, yeah. I did, I, I, as soon as I got off stage, I went down and apologized to him. I was like, "Look, bro, I had to think of something." Okay. Oh, I know. It, hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I want to. I I would feel too bad. Oh, well, the, I was in I a different city. I didn't give a fuck. I yeah. Man, like, yeah. I didn't, yeah. But I did, you know. Yeah. We're still friends on Facebook. Oh. And I'm still doing comedy. I did this. Uh, <laughs> I did this show in Atlanta once. And it was the, oh, God, it was the worst. Because um, Maurice Sims is this guy in Atlanta that runs, like, a bunch of the really cool rooms in Atlanta. And... I wanted I wanted to perform in front of him like while I was there because I was only in Atlanta for a short period of time and I happened to get on at one of his rooms I think it was it might have been the Oak and I get there and again I made it a point to be like Maurice introduced myself Chris Robinson blah 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 um, I'm traveling from Florida I just want you to if you get a chance to see my set mm. oh my god I get up there oh no and <laughs> the first <laughs> dude the first like three jokes go over well okay 
and then the power to the building shuts off. Oh, right? okay. Like, room full of people. And what happened, this particular room, it was in a uh, restaurant that has, like, a club upstairs. So what they would do is, as the restaurant is transitioning into becoming a club, they would have the comedy show downstairs, and they would just run a bunch of comedians back to back while they're putting all the chairs and tables away upstairs. Oh, wow. Like an intermission right. for yeah, Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so the comedy was a second thought. Yeah, so it's already a room of people who aren't all of that interested. Yeah. So you have to have them. You have to <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely have them. Yeah, I'm used to And when that, when everything that. shut off, and I'm just standing on stage like a jackass in dark and silence, yeah. I walk off stage, and it takes a few minutes, but they get everything back running, and they go, hey, you want to go back up? And again, in my stupid-ass brain... I'm like, well, yeah. I can do this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got yeah. this. That's a comedian's brain. Yeah. Like, as soon as he said it, you're like, yeah. that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? I was like, the first couple jokes went over great. I'm just going to get back up yeah. on stage. And I did just so far and removed from having the experience necessary mm. to know how to how to pull that back up out of there. Because that's such a crazy Break of now, concentration now the for the are, audience. But like, are the people that are there? Are they, they had they paid to see this show, or they're just there in the room? Um, they're just there. They're just there in the room. And right? that right there says a lot about it, right there. Yeah. Because if anybody, like I've, that, over the last twenty years, if you got a show that's free and nobody's made an investment, for lack of better terms, mm-hmm. into that show, they're just gonna if you, if they're if they're bored, if they're ADD kicks in, they just oh, whatever. But, but even if they pay a dollar, they're committed and they actually listen. But here's the thing, sure. though. Like the other comics on this lineup, and that's why, like, it's weird because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a black comic, and my weakness is black rooms, <laughs> and I'm so like fascinated. But but I am so enamored with like what is that? We get canceled. There's a there's like a there's a different gear that like. Like it sounds weird. Like urban black comics have, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And it's I'm so fascinated by that. So the light lights come back on, right? And I bomb for the rest of the time that I'm on Did stage. Did you acknowledge horrendously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. bomb in the dark. Right. So, yeah, so and now no, the lights on. No, 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 so, in the light. No, so, yeah, so the lights back on. I go up and I continue to bomb again, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next comic comes on. Destroys. And it's just, it's again, it's just that experience of knowing how to address. Like I just didn't have the experience yeah, at the yeah. time. He gets up on stage, and he was like, "Man, give it up for that last guy." Even God told him to shut the fuck up. He shut the power, right? Yeah. And they yeah. die. Oh, right? So, so what I tell and, him. Well, so here's the thing. And right. then, like I was saying earlier about Even Black Room, he said, he said that, got the big laugh, and then just rode that way for the rest of the time he was on stage. Yeah. And I just did yeah. not have the, I did so, not know. I learned so much. Like The thing about bombing is you learn so much. Every time it goes bad, you learn more from a bomb than you ever do from doing a good show. Yeah, hands down. I've learned a lot then. (laughs) (laughs) You should have. I'm the wolf man. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I for so I've been working at the bar on the weekend, and like they told us, like, hey, we're 
all the people that are serving this night, we're doing like a Halloween party thing. So everyone dress up. We're doing the big bad wolf. I'm the only guy on staff. Mm. You're the big bad wolf, and everyone's like Red Riding Hood. Yeah. So I'm like, I literally said, I'm the wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I dressed up. I didn't wear that, but I, I did the Teen Wolf outfit, which was really cool. Was that an open mics? Uh... Roasted yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that was so that, much. That fun. was a fun night. Yeah. That oh, was a that good was night. By the way, first studio upgrade is our air conditioner. I'm about to say is set to shut off at five, so that the, like as a company we don't waste fan. money. Uh, yeah. But uh, holy I'm shit, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, next like, time I will no, adjust the air conditioner. It's an oven, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I like it. I like the heat. Yeah. I like yeah. I'm in here with all well, these men. They want to take their clothes off and sit around in towels in this summer. That's how hot it is. Y'all want to be like old Russian men just sitting around talking about bureaucracy. We do a sauna podcast. Dude, Joe Rogan talks about the benefits of saunas all the time. Yeah, but not. Mark just likes to be close to Exactly. Joe Rogan does it. We've got to do it. He also drinks bull semen for energy. Do you know that? Taking their alpha brain today? Is everybody? Everybody? Yeah, no, you mentioned like urban audiences or urban comics. Yeah. Sometimes are like in a higher gear. Like I remember when I. The, the stuff I used to watch when I was a kid mm-hmm. means I, I grew Def up Jam? watching uh, Def Jam and, yeah. and uh, Comic View because mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like that before. Right. Yeah. Um, the way the, those comics were, they're like in your face and loud yeah. and all that. They were working well in that. In that, in that. <laughs> such an asshole because he's like, because I know you grew up in the Congo. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I've never seen anything like that before. He's like, like black people in church shoes and like, Steve Harvey suit, like fat black people that are nourished yeah. and like, like, like shirts and buttons. Shirts and buttons. Well, one of the things I mean, one of the things I noticed when I lived in New York for ten years, and when I was living there, you know, like the best rooms in New York that paid were the black the black rooms the urban rooms mm-hmm. yeah. you know they I mean you go to the mainstream and they were giving you like $25 during the week for a 15 minute set 50 on the weekend you go into an urban room and it's you still get like $50 that. for 5 minutes yep. right. you know what I mean and if you were headline you probably you probably get a door deal you know what I'm saying so and one of the other things I realized watching all that because I've seen you know more mm-hmm. than one or two comics go up at an all black room and not do so well yeah. and the thing is is like black black audiences for all intents and purposes, generally give a white guy more of a chance, more mm. of an opportunity on stage. Because mm. y'all are expected to be funny because of the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. They look at you like, this motherfucker better be funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they'll give a, a white guy that has the balls, for lack of better terms, to get up on that stage. But you get extra boot if you don't bring it. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, no, there's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And that's that's one of the things when you talk about that extra gear, that's that, that's that seven seconds. He noticed what was going on, and he was the. Let's say there was fifty people in that audience. He became the fifty-first audience member and just re- talked about the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. cracked that egg, and just moved the fuck on. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That is that. Yeah. you know. And the other thing I've noticed too, and that's that's like the other thing I've been thinking about is like what's like what are the major differences between a professional comic and like like someone who's new. Ten ninety nine. And like. <laughs> <they're at work. laughs> But, but one of the things, <laughs> but one of the things is to like walk into a room and be able to understand what it's going to take to make it work, just based on the room that you're in. And one of the things yeah. I've also learned that I, that'll creep up on you is let like let's say overall your act is thirty minutes, 
in a black room that is 15 minutes worth of material. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like it, it will because you, you got to be right. No, yeah. because you got to be rapid fire. Yeah. You got to be boom, boom, boom. Don't wait for a laugh. Yep. Just keep plowing through. Because if you let them, if you give them a, if you back off of them, they're just gonna lose interest. They're going to be like, yeah. they'll well, think wait, you're how's scared. That, how's, that, how's it go from 30 to 15, then? Because I'm, I'm t- like, so... Your the, cadence picks up. The, your, 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 the speed at which you're saying it's faster, hmm. also... That, that like, kicks in, you that, forget some shit. There's no, <laughs> there's no, like, get a laugh and then let the room get all the way back down oh, to silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, white people can handle silence. Yeah. Black people do not like a silent room. Because mm-hmm. what will happen is... Is like again, you have to prove, like like we said earlier, black people know they're funny themselves. So if you give them silence, they're gonna say some shit. Oh yeah. Right. So you have oh, to yeah. like. It's worse than a uh, Larry the Cable Guy fan being in your set, where he gets real quiet. And he's get her dead. Like that happened. Shit, that shit happened <laughs> in the early two thousands. Crazy. So you have to like you have to hit joke after joke after joke, and almost like it's almost like the next joke starts. As the laughter is dying on the, from the, on joke the, on the crescendo, it. but don't let it die down. That's got to be yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's what you usually want. You want to yeah. wait until. But but honestly, with white people, but like with white people, I like to sit in silence. Yeah. Like, I make white I people love, awkward. Well, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, because white people will let it. Ha- like like one of the Mary. ways that when I'm in a white room, I start with silence. Oh. It's the most fun thing in the world. I walk out. And I stand there with the mic in my hand, and I'll stare at him. It's a powerful tool. Yeah, Ted, Ted Alexandro yeah. is the best mm. comic that uses silence to his advantage. He can just yeah. sit there, mm. and then and it becomes it, funny. And yeah. He uses pauses in silence. Well, not only that, but the look, if you see his face, yeah. his facial expressions yeah, are, are sure. part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And white audiences, if you get on stage and stare at him, like before you even say anything, and just stand there and stare, They'll just start giggling yeah, oh yeah, at the awkwardness. Yeah. Right. In a black room, somebody in the back is like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, funny, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you're not on it. Yeah. And it's so it's so wild how different, yeah. like... You're basically describing the last time you did my room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you are. Yeah. It is. I mean, it went up there, and they were laughing before. Cause yeah. the other, I forget what you said. It's a like little something, but you sit in that silence. And I just and stared just at him. Oh, no, he in, owns that know? silence. And the thing about that, yeah. the thing that's powerful about that is you know they're listening. Yeah. So they're waiting yeah. for that big... Yeah, exactly. I think it works in a smaller room, like my room, even more so than a bigger room for that, because there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. Like, it's here. Like, if you're in a bigger 300, 400 room thing, that's a different thing. But here's the comedian. He's standing right there. He's quiet. Okay. uh, Like, they're in it, you know? Yeah, but the one, one, like like he was saying, the one difference between an all black audience and an all white audience is that a black audience, everybody thinks they're at the Apollo that night. And they got the right to boo your ass off stage if they feel necessary. Yeah. It's true. Well, see, the, those of us who got here in the right time talked about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to edit some shit. <laughs> I'm on beach time. <laughs> you said between 6 and 6.30. And I got here at 6.33. <laughs> no, so That's a big window. Though. Going back to like that experience of like silence. Oh. And it's something my, my friend Garrett... I want to shit on Duncan more. <laughs> He's a, he's a, he's a, 
talking about CPT, <laughs> coke people time. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I, I was going to say, hey, he's, he's dealing, or he's, he's doing something outside. <laughs> <laughs> I always said it, but I was like, I love Duncan's almost so people. Uh, I love All right, I'm not an active drug user. I'm a very, very lazy drug user. <laughs> I, like the drugs I mean, I don't go out and search for them, but if they're there, I'm going to That does explain the window, because there's a 6-30-minute window. That's like a, I have to wait till he gets here for me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly like, what You guys figured me out. Really? Is this an intervention? I figured That's what I said when I walked <laughs> in. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad it's not an intervention. You did so much for us, we want to do for you now. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, we're all still sitting in this room so I haven't done much <laughs> we have an Uber waiting up front yeah. so. I haven't done much yeah. you've done a lot I was actually you know I, I like to reminisce I like to get in the feels and like it was a f- yeah, it I, gets I, awkward I, with you sometimes I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> You're just very sincere, and you say right, really can, nice can you, things. Can you open that and door? It's, it's and, like and, a and for somebody, and for, and for, and for <laughs> comics who are very like condescending and cynical, when you say things, you're like, "Where's the punchline? <laughs> right? you're like, where, where, where's where's the irony? I don't. Are you uh, are you about to step on my dick?" Uh, <laughs> Mark's intro for me, uh, just in general, is really nice. So be like, this next comedian is a dear friend of mine. Yes. I just think he's one of the. It's like he's bringing a pastor to one me. of the better people uh, in this town. He's so sweet, and uh, I think you're gonna love him. I love him, and um, please bow your heads. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that's my, like my new favorite thing on stage yeah. is making the crowd say Amen, amen. amen. and then I say because well, that way you I, can tell your parents you're not going to hell for doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's you leaning, leaning yeah, in. Yeah, we spent like, how much on. On, uh, on, on seminary on school. Seminary? Thank so. you for the word. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Where but, did you go to seminary school? Well, I technically didn't go to seminary. You technically didn't? Liar! You fraud. Yeah, you I went to... Pastor a, been lying all these years, <laughs> man. <laughs> I went to a college that had a Bible program. Okay. So I went and got a degree in youth and family ministry. So you got it. Everyone mural. talked me out of it, and I should have listened to them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then I should have, like, I don't know. It, I loved it. I had a great time with it. I miss it in a lot of ways, Wait, but yeah. I'm sorry. So you can get a degree mm-hmm. in ministry, but it's not seminary school. Correct. So hey. the so the the difference is seminary is looked at as like a master's course or like a master's work. And mm-hmm. then, He's got a certification. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. So he's yeah, so like I, I have a four year bachelor's degree in, mm-hmm. in family ministry is what it's called. And, ah. Yeah. Interesting. Where did you go to school for that? Oklahoma Christian University. Of course you did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, the, yeah. the school name yeah. says it all. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, yeah. no so, getting away from that shit the there. Perfect location. How much did you get It was the buckle of the belt. It was the buckle? It was the buckle of the belt, yes. Right there. It was something. But, okay, going back to the audience, this was like... Was it co-ed, though? Um... Yeah, but not in the do- not in the door. We weren't allowed to frat night. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> it was a honestly looking back, it was a great experience. Like I had a honestly a pretty normal college experience, and it's pretty sweet. I had amazing friends, got great mentors, met one of my 
one of my favorite jokes, I still use it, is because of the roommate. Chen, the roommate. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, his Asian roommate is very racist. Don't let him do it on your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, did you drink in college? I did. Yeah. 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 And so the well, he's from Merritt Island. He well, drinks since high school. Like, 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 like water wine. Third grade. Or? Yeah, so we would always pray right over the water. It's all just turn right into wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was. A so it's like Hogwarts meets Christian school. But the rooms, like like going back to like being on stage and having silence, like my first, it was my first um, big show. Like it was a, mm-hmm. so I, I was in Savannah. That's where I started doing a year there. I moved back to Florida, and then this guy's like, "Hey, I'm doing a show. I want you to be a part of it. Do 15 minutes." And it was like, Oof. I know it was just like a big <laughs> deal for me. I was going up, I think third, mm-hmm. and so. I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta rock at the show. I gotta kill it. And this is like, this is a Christian crowd, mostly white. Um, so there's only like two black people in the room, just like this moment right now. So it wasn't like a Baptist. Oh, it wasn't like a Baptist. Thing. <laughs> it was, it was or Presbyterian, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them all. There. And um, well, they were, they had, there were certain drinks there. It wasn't at a church, but it was, it was advertised to like church-going folks. Mm-hmm. Is what it was. And I get up on stage, and the person who handed me the microphone turned off the microphone when he handed it to me. What? I didn't know that. I didn't even know. I, I was just assuming this microphone's never going to be turned off. It's just <laughs> hold the microphone and speak. Uh, yeah. And so I grab the microphone, and I start talking. It's not, it's not working. And I'm like, well, I just ruined the whole year for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm never going to do this again. And then, like... So it's like that That was the first time on stage or the first time you bombed? <clears throat> well, no. The, just talking about the silence, like opening uh, the silence. Like, I opened accident. So you were silent. Yeah, you I accidentally did. opened with silence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd was so forgiving. Like, the guy... Oh, I even talk about him. Literally. They had to. They probably did their thing. Yeah, they really, 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 really are forgiving. Like, in the moment, way more forgiving given than most audiences and right. and like that moment like really helped me i even i i shared my whole workout for self-esteem joke the guy in there shane who i talk about in that set you can hear him he's the first person to speak up when no one can hear me and he says you got this mark you're doing great uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that and i'm like and it made it made everyone laugh and, That's funny. and yeah, it was yeah. like it was a big, it was like a hundred plus people there. And I was nervous as, as a crap and like. So you had your own, <laughs> you had your own like Tony Robbins in the audience. Right. You yeah. Yeah. By you golly, he was nervous. Yeah. Yeah. You got this mark. Yeah. Crushing it. Nervous as a crap. Nervous as a crap. I don't know what you're saying. Wait, but that was your first time. I had a couple time. of craps. No, no. So I did it. I did comedy for a year. Big, big, big. My first big show. I got paid for it. Um. Oh. And how much did they want to give it back? No, actually. <laughs> so the host, okay, the host, which is crazy, man. Should I even talk about this? Yes. Yes. Where's this? Okay, the host made a very terrible black joke, and I mean, probably <laughs> one of the worst. Well, tell it. We gotta hear it. Of, we gotta hear it now. Well, it, now you gotta even, tell it. He wasn't even trying to make a black joke. He wasn't even trying. He was making a. It joke. came that easy. Yes, yeah, so it was that. It was that. It, he made a joke about. Um, he has kids and he's playing the hangman game with the kids. Oh boy. Oh boy. Go on. Go on. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not right. represent any so, of the views and opinions. 
All right, so I just His name is Mark so Andrews so with so an S. So <laughs> solely Mark so Andrews. So I went on, my friend Garrett went on. We both have jokes, like I did my BLM joke there. Not oh no, my. not that joke, but I did my Dave Chappelle bit there. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy Garrett has a bit about um, movies that white guys and black guys share together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny. And like the the black families that were at the show, like they loved it. Like one of them, even for Garrett's set, mm-hmm. the whole black family stood up and clapped. They were the only people standing and clapping was this black family for Garrett. It was awesome. <laughs> and like it was just a fun night. Well, this guy gets on, he's the last to go, and he's doing his joke about the the playing hangman with his kids. And he just like he just made like the comment of like drawing out the, the man hanging. Mm-hmm. He just said the little black man hanging. <laughs> And like the, and like he meant the ink, like yeah, 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 oh, yeah. with a black permanent marker. Yeah. that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But, but like, everybody was like, whoa! But whoa. Yeah, exactly. the, whole the whole room was like, what? That is. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they just, started playing low hanging fruit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, and then like he was the last one on stage, and he still had like five, ten more minutes left, and the room was just like, man, oh, we can't even, out. we can't even yeah. hear anything else you're saying right now. Wait, yeah. was that, that wasn't his punch? What was the punch and it line? wasn't even the punch It line. wasn't even a punch line. He was setting it up, talking about the little yeah, I don't even black inked that. man. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he said, little black man hanging. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. Dude, and it, where are you going know, with this, bro? And that moment alone, like, really helped me out, too. It's like watching someone else bomb was like, dude, Okay. Yeah, it's I mean, nice. I, I know. Like, it's also a lot of fun to watch someone else bark. It's oh, really it fun, especially if you don't like them. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Especially if they usually do good. That's when it's fun. Yeah. Like, usually they're good. Oh yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. When they're like, they're, they go up there with the attitude. I always love sitting in the back of a room and hearing a comic go up and pause where they thought a laugh was oh, supposed man. to be. Yeah. yeah. And Keep then going, they would bitch. like. Then you would hear me in like it like they would pause for like a. One second, two seconds, whatever, nothing. Then you'll hear me in the background laughing because I'm not laughing at the joke. So many yeah. people would ask me, like, are you trying to give them a pity laugh? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm laughing every- at <laughs> the fact that they thought that should have got a laugh and then it didn't get a laugh. I'm yeah. laughing at him not getting a laugh. Yeah. The yeah. deafening silence oh, followed amazing. by the... And there's yeah. always that, like, that yeah. influx of the joke where it's like, you know, and then he walks down the street. Like, the voice does that and then just... <laughs> As if to say, ta da! You know? And so, most comics, when, uh, they, when open mics was around, most yeah. comics, when they heard me, when they could hear me from the stage, me hear me laughing, they knew they were bombing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, fuck! Best thing is just keep going. Because, like, if the joke is that bad that no one left, they won't even know it was a punchline. So, just yeah, keep just going. Keep, just yeah, they don't have to smile. That's what I, I, what I tell people. Actually, there's a guy who came to the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one. I put a video up of this guy tipping Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Oh, right? I saw that. I saw okay, that earlier. Right? So, and I just went with it. That was one of those things. That, mm-hmm. So, I yelled at him for tipping in Bitcoin. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? I'm a single man, you know? And um, But that guy... He um, he's come to a couple shows, and then he asked me about like he wanted to try comedy. I've had a bunch of people. I always say go to your open mic, come on. and um, and uh, I give them your number and address. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, right. thank you, so, You know, there's there's always and you know <laughs> if I if, if your IP address if it wasn't my show, mm-hmm. I I would be like don't do it. Like, don't, don't yeah. even attempt it. It's not, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, well, yeah. And I was, my buddy's got an open mic and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then I'll usually, like, say a couple things that I remember early on. You're talking about hitting the wrong, I, I think of it as hitting a wrong note. I'm not mu- musically inclined at all. Right. But to me, what you're talking about, like, I use that example. It's almost like 
So guitar had guitar, a tune. Bam! Hit the yeah. wrong note and yeah. it's like shit. Yeah. And I remember it was the first time I did stand up and I uh you know, it was like doing three minutes and I was going and like the, the I had practiced this exact sentence, this yep. exact thing, <laughs> and I, I knew this is every how I'm beat, say it. This is how, right? Yeah. And then they're gonna laugh at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they're gonna laugh. It's at the Ooh. end of what I'm about to say. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? and, and so I, I went into the periods that, there. That's that, where they right, laugh. Right. I put parentheses and says laugh here. Oh. You know? oh, yeah. So hold for laughter. You know. Right. Wait. The pause light didn't go right, on. And you get that. You, you're like you're going up toward it. Like you're playing the song, and then right when they're supposed to laugh, you pause and just. <laughs> you know, and, and then I, you I, stop. Yeah, instead it, of keep playing, you know? right? It didn't, I didn't even know what to do then. But I use that as an example to tell yeah. people that, like, well, your first time you're gonna get, and you said, didn't you say deafening silence? Yeah, definitely. Use that exact term. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? No, when I say that, like, that's the yeah. thing that I wasn't prepared for. Is like when. You know, I knew that they may not laugh every time, but how loud the, the no lack of laughter is. Right. <laughs> right. I was shocked by that yeah. the first time. And, and then the look on their face like, well, yeah. what's next, fat boy? Yeah. Like, right. They're right. looking around for somebody that's laughing like, is it okay if I yeah. laugh? Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of being mean to comics, and that's where, like, I think, <laughs> I think, like, I think, I think this is also a part of what makes, like, black comics funny is how brutal black people are just like yeah. in general yeah so like yeah, yeah. yeah so like I, what i've always wanted to like like that notion of like well i couldn't do that to another comic well, I, I don't think it's it. a <laughs> shit like I, love, yeah. like I want i don't think it's a good look for the for, show yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what but I mean? what i i i want so badly i i don't want to like like host well not host but like produce shows because like i that's another whole conversation. We're like, I, tell them that, I, yeah. I try to, I try to stay busy enough doing shows yeah. that I, yeah. I struggle to be able to produce and be able to tell a venue like I will be there every Thursday. Like yeah, I yeah, struggle yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I so much want to do a show mm-hmm. where I keep all the way on the far side of the stage behind a speaker, a big piece of tumbleweed. Oh no. right? <laughs> with a fishing line attached to it, yeah. oh, and I can Lord. sit on the other side of the stage. <laughs> and, just and if somebody's bombing, <laughs> just drag the tumbleweed. Give him the light. Give him the tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, because then, I just love shit like that. Yeah. Like that the Sandman from the Apollo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like pull him off with the hook. Just, and it. Like, yeah. yeah. But the Sandman's one thing because the Sandman is his own character and he's loud. Yeah. Right, yeah. The continuation of the silence with the tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, you, cut, yeah you, you cut their mic, you cut the music, everything <laughs> is dead, tumbleweed <laughs> out. It gets, it gets hung up on the mic stand, you pop it around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. so, a little visual. sign comes out, get off stage. <laughs> yeah. But I think also is like that, that, and that's what I loved about um, Old School Pizza was like just how oh, rowdy place was and brutal. crazy it was. Mm-hmm. Because I think the thing that makes you better is being <laughs> dead inside. Yeah. Like having, <laughs> having enough of those experiences. Mark, are you are taking notes? <laughs> you all think that I'm having a great life. <laughs> you don't know about the darkness, my You don't know about the my soul is darker than him. That's why I'm here, not him. Okay. You need those like, yeah. You need those like shitty open mics. Yeah, just to get it. Have you? Yeah. Have you guys ever? I like. Have you ever had a set where you bombed? 
And it was so yes. bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, I wasn't finished. I assumed that everyone's yes, had that. Yeah. But here's a specific. To where there's somebody in the audience will, like, heckle you to the point where they're, like, they think they're funnier than you. Oh, absolutely. And, like, if you had them say that I'm funnier than you are. No, I've never had that. Well, no. I've had. See, here's the thing. All right, now I'm going to sound like a complete douche. I've always been pretty good. Yeah, yeah right. I've always killed. So like, no, no, no. Yeah. Other right, Chris than, Rock. Yeah. Other than, uh, no. Uh, truth be told, if I'm in front of white people, it always goes well. My struggle, I'm telling you, <laughs> is hood rooms because I'm, I'm, I'm well, because you were you want, brought up white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. It's my fault. Yeah. You gotta I mean, get more um, real. More, yeah, more real. That's how a white says, person would say it. Yeah, it says, it says yeah. Jimmy Moynihan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be more real with yeah. the blacks. Hey, don't don't blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Don't fake the funk. Yeah, don't, don't fake <laughs> That's going to be his shout out on your next album. <laughs> he is really real. Yeah. <laughs> See, your problem is you're jive turkey. <laughs> Wait, where'd you learn English? From a 70s movie? From, from airplane? Watch yes. out, I know jive. Yes, there's a there's a there's a TV with rabbit ears in the jungle. They all, they all sat around it and like watched the Jeffersons. Right. <laughs> they need aluminum foil to get the new the new I don't Oh my god, that's right. There's this documentary on Netflix. Oh, I don't remember what it's called, but I will let you guys know. There's a documentary on Netflix about comedy, and it's the craziest documentary because what they did was they traveled around the world and tried to talk to people who experienced comedy from like a different perspective. Mm. So they were interviewing stand-up comedians. There's a stand-up, there's a comedy club in Iraq. I've heard of that. They interviewed those guys. Uh, Yeah. They right. interviewed. Oh, the bomb. Yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> they interviewed the, the current president of Ukraine. <laughs> no, no, no. Because he used to be a stand up. Yeah. He was a stand up before he was the president of Ukraine. They interviewed. So the, the craziest one, and I don't know why it was so creepy, but like I said, they went over. There was, they were in, I think, in Uganda or something like that, but they went to. They met this warlord, no. right? And from somewhere in Africa. I don't remember which country it was. But they're talking to this warlord, and they had this whole long thing about, like, he was like he was involved in like murdering whole villages mm. he was involved in this thing where they had like sacrificed like a small child wow. um, great closer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had I've um, heard that big <laughs> <laughs> at one point I don't I don't know for sure I want to say there was some sort of ritual where they would like they had like partially eaten like a, a child that and he opened for it, right? Oh boy. No, 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 no. He's, 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 <laughs> people so come not, by like, hey, yeah, yeah. you're murdering so children bits. So he's not so he's not a comic, but they're talking they're talking about comedy in different contexts. I'm and a how, clown, does that mean? And they're like and they're like, I want to see how this guy experiences what's funny. Because they were talking about one of the parts that was so fascinating where they were talking about just different parts of the world, how the context is different. Mm. So, like, there was one of there's this Iraqi TV show that's kind of like the version of their version, of like the Daily Show, where like those guys are getting real death threats on a regular basis because mm. they're in part like war torn parts of the world making fun of the 
presidents or leaders and that sort of stuff, right? And they take it personally. Yeah, and they talk about how real, like, the the true, like, where we're like, oh, it's so dangerous to do comedy in America now. No, no, these people are, like, getting shot at, right? Right, So they were interviewing this warlord. They actually get canceled. Yeah, like, for real, like, (laughs) (laughs) They get canceled from the planet. Yeah. (laughs) So they're interviewing this warlord, and I don't know why it fucked me up so much, but they said, so what is, so what is your favorite? Like, I just, out of curiosity, what is, like, a comedy show that you love? And he's paused, and he goes, my favorite show is The Jeffersons. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So somewhere, they're yeah. in this village with, like, women and children screaming in the distance as fire is burning Just down. And George like, Jefferson. Everybody walk, walk, shut the fuck behind. up. The Jeffersons are yeah. 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 <laughs> Shut up! This is an Archie Bunker combined <laughs> show. <laughs> like the crossover. There was, there was something so eerie and creepy yeah, about it. It was. Did just you see like, the, well, I think it's probably eerie evil? and creepy because for that second. You're reminded, oh, wait, that dude's just a person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He might do some uh, fucked up shit, yeah. but he's still just a person. He's just a dude right. that watches. And he's, and he's got Jefferson. good taste in comedy. And he's influenced yeah. by George yeah. Jefferson, yeah. so he yeah. can't be all that bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's influenced by confidence. Yeah. George, <laughs> yeah. He loves confidence. Yeah. That whole yeah. show is confidence. He'd still call you a honky if he's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you're right, because there's nothing more confident than a warlord. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, it's totally confident. I mean, a warlord and yeah. a dry cleaner, you know? Yeah, like, totally like, <laughs> as he's taking... He takes his confidence. Yeah. He, he, he as, he's, confidence. as he's murdering his way to, like, better and better villages, he's like, moving on up. <laughs> 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 and then when he gets there, he's like Sanford and Son. Yeah. <laughs> the remix. It's, like, <laughs> it's such a creepy documentary, but it's fa- it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was like they at one point they were talking about. Um, again, I wish I knew like different parts of the world and how like. Yeah, I wish you knew geography too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like like rape jokes. Yeah. Which are like, it's such a taboo thing here in America. Like, you almost can't even do it at all. Yeah, it's a shame. And in, it's a shame. Exactly. <laughs> really and have to force them in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Whether they like it or not. But how, like, in, <laughs> oh, my God. in different What's cultures. What's the best rape joke you've ever heard, yeah, Danny? I don't know. Like, don't fuck with them. So, so, in, so in different parts of the world, we're like, like, so like like in just for example like in Saudi Arabia for example right. where women's rights just aren't like where they are here and people just have different sensibilities they're showing like stand-ups on stage and they say something about rape and the audience is just like ah! yeah. <laughs> my yeah. uncle did that even as a comic <laughs> it makes you so uncomfortable it's like how yeah. are they laughing at that but yeah, it's they like, know it's how, my conception. how yeah. how culture it's like it's not good when yeah. you just mention the word and people start Everybody, laughing yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of a different uh, culture there. yeah it's yeah. such a weird I think it was, was it Ron White had a joke in one of his more recent specials it was something about like something about the word rape and like you can't use rape like you're talking about. But mm-hmm. he he said that he figured out a way to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm chopping it all up. But the but the rape joke or using the word rape to where it was funny. He's talking about a French bulldog, mm-hmm. and he said uh, he said a French bulldog looks like. Um, uh, oh shit! What was the first part? See, I'm really chopping it up. But he goes, <laughs> a French bulldog. Oh yeah, a French bulldog looks like. Uh, 
a bulldog fucked a fruit bat. Bulldog raped a fruit bat. Oh, right. <laughs> right? Was, that was the point. Like you know, yeah. raped a fruit bat, and yeah. and then your audience just erupted. You what, know? What what a, what, I just say fruit joke. A joke. A joke that no stuck one's with upset me. about a, a fruit oh, bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an actual rape. You're just right. using the word. There's no fruit right. bat rights organization yeah, to get yeah, pissed yeah, off. Yeah. You can't rape the willing, right? No, one of the one of the jokes that like. Somebody took a chance on and stayed with me the most was a guy named Joe Matarese. I think it was his joke. Joe, he, Joe, he talked about, he said, uh, he's like, rape is bad, okay, everybody? Rape is very bad, especially date rape. So, I mean, if you know you're going to rape her, why are you going to take her out on a date? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. But, like, that's, I mean, uh, yeah, I, it wasn't my joke. <laughs> There's, like, a Norm MacDonald joke like that, too, mm-hmm. where he's yeah. in, like, a date rape. It's better because yeah. at least... At least you got a meal out of it. At least he like he respected you enough to take you out. And <laughs> <laughs> right. So, going back to being interested of what other people find as funny. Thank you, Mark, for getting us out of this yeah. weird. I didn't know where this. I was like, well, we're <laughs> fucked already. Like it's, just, it's already like. Yeah, exactly. Let's close on rape. Well, the ones that were gone upon you or the ones you did? <laughs> Look at them. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. His dad might be bigger. Who knows? The podcast, never know. The Go ahead. Okay, back on track, Mark. I lost track. What was I going to say, guys? Uh, uh, about okay. people experiencing comedy I, I, different. I heard this before, and I, I, and I always think about it still, even for myself. When you can laugh about something, whatever that is that you're laughing about mm. cannot control you. Mm. And I think that's a very important thing to remember, like, even as yourself, like, I'll get on to myself about, like, the things I'm bad at, the things I'm not, like, the things I just, I'm afraid to do, or I'm nervous about, and if I can make fun of myself for that, Mm. I could do it a little bit easier. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, and not only that, but if you listen to some of the best comics, you know, all the icons, all the, the, the people who we look up to and we watch, you know, they have jokes that were written out of trauma in their life 100%. that they took that and made it a fu- funny. And not only did it help them have a cathartic moment and break through whatever they were going through, it's, it's literally... Uh, helped other people. I know I yep. have I have a similar joke like that where I talk about uh, my dad, you know, he was racist when I was growing up and he became a crackhead so he had to overcome his crack to get his, <laughs> his racism to get his <laughs> crack so it worked out That's in a weird sort of way. You know, and the only thing I made up about that joke was, was his racism because that he was a crackhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was worried. That's and, and the funny thing is, like people, like some people laugh at that, like you guys. But then yeah. there's guys like that that just go, "Am I okay to laugh at that?" <laughs> and then I look, I'm like, "What? Do you know a white crack dealer?" I'm just saying. Why did you point to me? <laughs> Why did you point to me? Because you're on the white side of the table. On the white side of the table. <laughs> all right. Take your hat off. And all. Three, three, three brothers over oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah. he's the most. Right. He's dressed like he's in a black room right now. That's, that, oh, uh, good cover. Back. Now swallow. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that what was a nice change. I saw that in the it was well, like, in the grocery store. I had to pay seventy five cents more. I was, I was gonna say that like even Duncan's hair is white, but I remember there was I think it might have been an old school pizza where they said they like normally you call like a guy with white hair like a silver fox. And Dunk oh, is geez. more of a silver possum. Like, yeah. he's, like, like he's, he's a little sketchier. Than the, Those, yeah. <laughs> I might have rabies. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, even the guys that are like being threatened against, like mm-hmm. in that country, the reason why they're being threatened against is because 
their flaws are being exposed by these people's jokes. Mm -hmm. And if and if they're like, oh my gosh, he exposed my flaws, I'm not gonna have control over these. There's people. there's a lot of yeah, there's a and lot like, of power and control that that, that that they stand to lose. Yeah. And like even like I don't want to. I know I bring it back to the Bible way too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like even like the prophets or like even like preachers in the Bible, like those type of stories, like they use comedy to get their points across. But no one knows that it's comedy because it's written in an yeah. ancient language. What's mm -hmm. Moses' right. best joke? Passion of the Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was a yeah. dark one. <laughs> okay, I, I loved <laughs> Noah's water set. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jonah, oh, dude, that, <laughs> dude, that <laughs> did kill. Oh, you. Literally. For example, um, <laughs> there's this moment where Jesus calls out these guys, and they are the religious, like, they are the religious ones. Like they know God, they experience God. They're the best. They're they're better than everybody. And there there's two groups of them. They're the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they're pretty much equivalent in our day of time of like blacks just, and whites, bloods <laughs> <laughs> and crows, aliens. <laughs> no, like, sorry, I had to jump in there. I thought like it was like, on. Like, oh, yeah. like, just all right, all left. It, more yeah, so yeah, that like yeah. just very extreme. Oh, so Democrats and Republicans. Like very idealistic. <laughs> and he calls them both. He calls both groups. Brood of vipers. Yeah, and, and they were both very sanctimonious. Yes, it, it's kind of similar to what you're saying. And it's a joke. Right, he's making a joke. He's making mm -hmm. fun of them. He's like, you mm -hmm. guys think you're these great fun people? Uh, you're actually a pit of snakes. Mm -hmm. And like hilarious. You're welcome, God. It's gonna be on his next album. Who wants to get smoked? People are listening. It was like, yeah. did a commercial for a Christian podcast start <laughs> like in the middle of this? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Wait, I, they I went from rape to God? What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? I went to college for four years. I, I, I got to do this. I got to talk about it. I got to make my money. Well, he's using this as a tax write-off, you see. Yeah. He had been spent gas to get down here. He's going to try I, to pay it off on his, on his student loan. And I've all, I'm now also learning a lot about Rudy. Because, <laughs> like, anybody from the Congo that knows that much about Africa, like, yeah. Yeah. and the Bible. He got here, I mean, about Africa, well, that knows that much about the Bible. Oh, like, yeah. Right. He, he, he was one of those. He got here from, like, a Christian mission. Like, it was yeah, one of those, no, like. <laughs> well, we lived around missionaries. Really? We grew up around them, yeah. Oh, see? So we were. Because they were the only people close. that didn't kill them. <laughs> the missionaries. Everybody else around them killed the missionaries, and they're like, "Oh, well, we'll just hang out with y'all guys." Oh, cool? yeah. <laughs> Do you know someone's using your name in a joke? Someone's using my who, name. They're saying Jacuti. Really? Huh. Oh. Uh, who was. Oh was boy. It? Well, well, Brian. <laughs> this could get a weird. Joke about about how I'm I'm doing a podcast called Eating Booty with Jacuti. Just real quick, when when like. Uh, about to go on or something. You know, he told the. There's, was it's a it great was it name Brian? for a podcast? So, yeah, it is. Great name. So, yeah. That is a good name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, chewing. Are you really doing this? Chewing booty. That's Have you done it? Yet? No, like no, no. Chewing booty. Oh, okay. yeah. that's, 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 that's good. Well, it's just, Wait, so this is not happening? Chewing booty with Chakuti. It's not a real podcast. I know Brian said host, and I don't know if you've met Brian. Chewing booty. I forget what's the host of the open mic. Yeah, Brian really gets a He's hilarious. And he and he just like he wants to like try to do like a little funny joke to each each yeah, when we get yeah, on stage. So it might have been that. He did a great job at hosting. Too. Oh yeah, he's he killing honestly, it. Honestly, when I saw when I was there last Sunday, I was like, man, he is killing it. Yeah, he is killing it. He, and it's yeah. so exciting to see because I really yeah. want to see. Him. 
Oh yeah, no, the yeah. number team's growing. It's yeah. growing. It's yeah. exciting. 100%. If you go to this uh, Sunday open mic ever, yeah. if you want to come, and by. He came, I, I'm getting called out no, right now. No, no, <laughs> no, he's going to shame himself. Fuck, that's all he's doing. That didn't even come. All he's doing is shame himself. Fuck, you're just feeling guilty. If you ever, guilt. If you ever drag your black fat ass to my fucking show on a Sunday, this is what you will see. I really didn't mean it like that. This is how comedy filters work. He says what? thing the audience hears a total another thing but no, it's like oh you were white bro <laughs> because like when i first moved to florida you yeah. you're part of this you're part yeah. of the scene and it was mm-hmm. for me it was exciting to have any yeah. kind of scene yeah and so like i think it'd be cool for you to see it yeah. like starting up again Hell yeah and i need to get it's back really, it's real right? yeah. yeah. i'm honestly I mean, i'm upset i missed it last night yeah there, there's like eight guys Mm-hmm. New guys that yeah. are like have it's, mm-hmm. all have potential. It's it's, yeah. it's literally it's 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 got the vibe of the original open mics. It's so yeah. cool. for those you for those of you that were there. It's it's yeah. got Rain that Rain. same vibe. It's like, cool. Yeah, it's shit. All the cameras come into like yeah. yeah, we got yeah. it's like they're building slowly it up. growing. They're building but it up. It's like yeah. it's growing and it's exci- it's my favorite. Night of the week now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday used to suck, you know. No, it's also yeah. March's favorite night of the week. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for different reasons. Morning. Have you ever jerked off to biblical like, characters? Yeah. Never thought about. Again, that. this is a weird. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was this one time I thought of Ruth. Because Mary. She would be the one. Well, you couldn't get her knocked up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> When I think about the Bible's characters, I think of um, Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. because it's one of my favorite musicals. Yeah. I'm outing myself as a homosexual. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but so like, you like musicals? I yeah. like musicals. Well, that's not the reason. Well, now you got it yourself. Good job. I assumed you were gay. We see <laughs> why. <laughs> we see why you're you passing <laughs> Now I feel, Eastwood now I feel uncomfortable yeah. being sorry, on this side. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come to the dark side. You do. You do already have like the bear mustache, like the, <laughs> <laughs> And these are your cubs. Yeah. It's it's a it's a thing. I mean, it's not you even look a like joke. A pimp and these, these are your fucking. These are my bitches. Oh, my these are my bitches. They're gonna be on one ninety two. No. Um. <laughs> For everyone, listen. You'll be on one ninety two on Friday nights. <laughs> What's on one ninety two? Your ass. Oh. He's okay. a pimp. <laughs> 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 All right. So speaking speaking of which, all right. Let's go. Like I guess. Clockwise and do like any plugs. What do you have, Duncan? Oh, go out of half. So, um, the second Wednesday of every month, I got the, sh- the Lizette's uh, Cajun Comedy uh, Show. Um, I got a couple of uh, things. I'm actually doing. I'm not just doing a play. I'm doing a play at Surfside uh, Theater. I'm, oh, it's, wow. it's uh, it's more of a like uh, throwback to the old '60s like variety shows for the holidays, like Dean Martin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, I'm actually co-hosting it with one of their actors. Oh, cool. so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's look into that. I got my one year an- or my my one year my 20 year anniversary. I'm filming a um, a show uh, to commemorate that 20 years. Uh, January 6th of what? Of doing comedy, man. Oh, I thought you were going to say sobriety. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't no, been 20 years. No, no, no. <laughs> I, ju- I barely got three months, bro. Anyway, <laughs> what am I talking about? Three hours. Anyways, <laughs> so, I'll <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, 20 years of doing stand-up comedy, and I'm, I'm filming uh, this thing at my friend's uh, little theater space. It's called the Tangier down in uh, Palm Bay. And um, it just, you walk in that place, and it kind of, it just looks like an old, like, uh, Vegas showroom, like a Vegas lounge. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. So January sixth. That January sixth. Yeah, yes. That yeah. that January sixth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because we had we had a lot of fun then. We did. We did. We, we had, we had, it's the meeting of the minds. You know. <laughs> Judd's gonna be at the. Yeah. But actually, I'm gonna be the anniversary, anniversary of his. Yeah. <laughs> I got another anniversary to celebrate. America. <laughs> Got yeah. a prior engagement. <laughs> Red wave. Duncan, <laughs> show up wearing bullhorns. <laughs> or wearing buffalo horns. That's what you need to do. I'll get right on that, Mark. Right. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is that you're you're the host of this show, uh, Mr. Mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Robinson, is actually going to be opening for me on that show. Oh yeah. yeah. So nice. it's going to be yeah, and, and uh, it's going to be something different. It's kind of like it's going to be kind of like a one man show, but not a one man show. You know, no, I don't have a set and yeah. shit like that. And it's just going to be going through a lot of the like I'm going to basically be dumping all my good material, which is only about five minutes. No. <laughs> 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 But I'll be dumping all that onto this and just trying to start the next one. I'm going to start new, but I got some new stuff I'm putting in here too. Where is so it again? it's going to be this place called the Tangier. It's uh, down on it's on US one, uh, down uh, just south of Palm Bay Road on the right hand side. It's called the Tangier. So nice. yeah, nice. That's, that's really cool, man. Thanks, awesome, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Honestly, I'm eating booty with Chikuti. Yeah, we got the podcast. <laughs> Chikuti, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's coming out. It's gonna be an audio book, actually. Fifty Shades of Rudy. It's gonna be episodic, <laughs> you know. Like, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm doing a Judd's room on December first. That's right. right. It's a great room. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's I think. I'm actually doing Judd's Room on the uh, December 15th and New Year's Eve. That's right. That's right. He's hosting new, uh, yeah. the 15th, and then we got a New Year's show. Yeah. Yeah. A couple New Year's shows. Love that room. That's oh, great. Yeah. such a great room. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically and let's not forget about the show on the 22nd at Judd's Room. There you <laughs> go. That's right, Mark. That's right. That's my biggest thing coming up now. And I'm honestly... I'm excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. <coughs> I forgot that I booked you. Oh, oh no. Like I with the phone. Like I was looking. Yeah, we look at it and go, who the fuck is Mark? Oh, that guy. We need a video. Right, right. That's hilarious. I'm gonna need to see a video. Yeah. Well, yep, yeah, that's that's what's going on. So, right. so. Okay, Jed. So, yep, yeah, Space Coast Comedy Showcase, spacecoastcomedy.com. Every Thursday, Blind Lion, Coco Village, our New Year's, our uh, Thanksgiving show is on the 23rd. That's sold out already, which is nice. Yeah. And we're doing two New Year's shows, um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. We've already got like probably half of the first show sold out already that's what's up that's what's so up. that's really cool and hey, everybody um, i've talked to the ones that come to the late show anyway so that's yeah cool. oh that's good that's good well late show nine o'clock you know what i mean I, the second show yeah, yeah. i mean i kind of <laughs> wanted to do it till midnight yeah. and they kind of you know but uh, you know a lot of stuff's gonna be Most going people, on there a lot of people got to get home and watch the news and fall asleep before the weather comes on right 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 you know, well and then there's like the <laughs> The people who the people who work there they got to be up bright and early the next morning right. there and so um, you know yeah so I'm hoping I'm looking forward to it. it's gonna be fans out pretty well but oh, yeah. yeah Space Coast Comedy check it fun stuff Jimmy okay uh, November 18th is Beachside Retro Showcase yeah got a really good lineup 
Uh, no one in this room. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's good. Uh, every Tuesday, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at Pineapples, we have the Moon Room sh- uh, Comedy Showcase. So mm-hmm. that goes, and then uh, so and then the Beachside shows are the first and third Fridays, and most importantly, Sunday nights. Uh, Beachside Retro Open Mic, which I need to name. I think that needs a name to it. I just too generic just to say comedy open mic. But uh, if you want to try comedy, we want to build this comedy scene here in Melbourne. Yeah. Represent. Absolutely, absolutely. Can I can I throw one more in? Yeah. Because Jimmy's actually on this show. We're doing uh, the uh, roast of Santa Claus on uh, December eighteenth, Sunday, December eighteenth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a show for charity, and if people are going to listen to it and they want to come, then I'm just throwing it out there. No, it's going to be a shit show, but it'll be it's a show nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, Jimmy's going to be playing one of the characters. I'm not going to tell Jesus. Him. He's playing Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and because I have the outfit from. The not because he wanted to. I just had the outfit. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Mark is like, what the fuck? Mark, <laughs> like. He's like, I was grew, built for this role. I yeah. grew my yeah. hair out for that role. I still got to lose 15 pounds for that role. <laughs> Do some sit-ups. Yeah. He was ripped. <laughs> Jesus. So we have a, yes, Jesus. that's what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> All right, so my plug is the thing you're listening to right now, which is <laughs> the, so the Funny Style so Podcast. So if you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. I have I'll be in Cleo's and I think Port St. Lucie on the seventeenth. That Kava Bar show, are we still doing that? Oh, that's right. I kind of forgot about the Kava Bar show. That's yeah. the nineteenth <laughs> yeah. of November, Saturday nineteenth at yeah. uh, Cloud Parlor Kava Bar, Cocoa Beach. Oh. Oh. Yay! You want to hear something fucked up? Yeah. As you said that, I just moved it on my calendar from <laughs> Friday where I headed to the wrong place <laughs> to Saturday. <laughs> no, hey, if you ever book Chris, make sure he's got that date available. Okay, he bailed on me twice. Who who started that? Who 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 went? Who got that going for Kava Bar? No, the the guy who does a, uh, I guess puts together the bands there. Reached out to me and because um, he's seen the Space Coast stuff. Good. Thought he was in a magazine. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then, um, but since the guy, they don't charge, there's no <clears throat> ticket charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I said, well, if there's no ticket charge, it's not going to be a Space Coast thing. Yeah. Like, You're not going to put your name you know, on that yeah, show. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and, and like, I've heard like a few people talk about Kava Bar show, which I know nothing about. And they're like, oh, fuck. Cowboy Bar Show. But, I mean, we've got a great lineup. It's going to be fun. Cowboy uh, Comedy. The money is there. They have a budget. Yeah. So, no problem there. And yeah. so I told him, I was like, yeah, man, I can put together a show, get some comedians to come. So, that's going to be, let's see, it's, uh, I'm hosting, and it's JP, uh, how do you say it? Lambase? Lambase? Lambase. JP, uh, Lena Siddiqui, you and Marcus Crespo. That was an awesome show. Yeah, so oh, that's, that's a great, good diverse show. show. That's yeah. going to be a good show. So there, we're doing the first one on oh, yeah, November nineteenth, Saturday, and they want to do it every month. And I said, okay, well, let's see how the first one goes. Yeah, yeah. you know, because if it's just distractions and this and that, then I mean, we're just up there talking. You yeah. know, if that's what it As, is. So. And one of the biggest things is, that is but they have a good crowd it. apparently. All the every yeah, Saturday yeah. Night. One of the biggest thing, one of the biggest things is important with that when they don't, they're not charging. If the uh, if the venue is behind you, yeah, it's gonna work. Well, and they nine do, times right. out of ten, if I, the venue, I hope that's it. If the venue is supporting point. what you're doing, yeah. it's probably gonna be okay. 
Yeah. You know, if the venue's just like, mm, whatever, you guys are over there. And they're like, but if they're in it and they're trying to, they're promoting it. And they're, if yeah. they're, if they've got your back, they well, won't make money. We'll find out on the 19th. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then there's that on the 19th. Then 23rd, which is Wednesday, is again Blind Lion, Lion. All Star Show, which is going to be really cool. Thanksgiving Eve show. Yep. yep. And then November 30th, I'll be at the Dania Improv with Ooh. Jackie Sanchez. Oh, good shit. job, man. And That's then, a phenomenal room. Yeah, it's really good. And then, weird, but December 3rd, I'm going to be hosting the Palm Bay Christmas Parade, which is like a weird <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, <laughs> December 3rd? Are you also playing Jesus? Yeah. Or? Yeah, it's a Jesus. The real Jesus. Palm Bay Christmas Parade. Yeah. He's a black Jew, you know, like Sammy Davis Jr. with two good eyes. That reminds me. I'm doing, on December 3rd, the American Legion Hall. Oh, really? Is uh, <laughs> doing their uh, uh, Christmas raffle or uh, yeah. auction thing or whatever. Uh, so a group of them came to the show one time, and they mm-hmm. were actually a little rowdy, but I slapped them back a little bit. <laughs> and the lady who's in charge there is super nice; like mm-hmm. she's great. And they I asked want me, you. they asked me if I would do the, if I would host that, if I'd be interested in hosting that. And it's you know for the volunteer thing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, perfect. fuck, yeah. I was like, that's cool. I mean, I that's could rip for these old fuckers, you know, that's and all awesome, that. Man. And so I went over there to talk to her beforehand last week. And, you know, it's like a bar. It's a bar. I yeah. mean, that's mm-hmm. it. They're just hanging out in there, whatever. Right. Now, you know, I mean, I smoke cigarettes, not as much as I used to. But holy fuck, I yeah. was in that room oh. for <laughs> 30 minutes yeah. talking to her. And I yeah. walked out, and I'm just like, my that's head hurts. And all that shit. This fucking thing is three hours long. Oh, You're going to die. Dude, <laughs> you better go out. I, I mean, oxygen. like, are you doing everything yourself? No, I'm just, I'm reading off the thing and riffing off what you the get, thing is. Do you get breaks for oxygen? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Guys, I got to Might want to yeah. put that I in your right. I got a meeting, man. So one last thing, um, also for just a plug for me, um, also follow the Road Comic. It's a thing I'm working on. I'm going to be reviewing cars as I travel to shows. So that's going to be another thing that I'm doing. But thank you guys so much for listening. This has been... The Funny Style Podcast is Chris The Duncan J. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Duncan J. Yeah, the Duncan J. Yeah, the Duncan J.